Stories Podcast, your number one show for everything guitar. Hello and welcome to the Guitar Stories Podcast, your number one thing for everything guitar. Hi, Dan. Hey, Andy. How are you? Hello, everyone else out there. Hello, internet world. Hello, podcast people. Hello, YouTube live stream. Uh, it's great to be back with Dan. Uh, Dan, who's, whose hair hasn't seemed to have grown since last week. Did you have another haircut? <laughs> it's even shorter than before. No, no, no. I just didn't put any gel inside. It's just pure off the shower. It's just, it looks re- looks really fluffy, man. And fluffy hair looks ridiculous. No. <laughs> Set the man with the fluffiest fro in the whole universe. <laughs> Absolutely. Alrighty. Oh, man. Um, yeah, so welcome, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode in which Dan and I haven't spoken much all week. So we've saved it all to this show. Which is odd. Yep. I feel I feel a little estranged, Dan. I feel we haven't really been hanging out much recently. I feel we're not putting much into this relationship. Oh, come on. Give me a break. <laughs> I didn't blame you. I said we. I said we, my friend. <laughs> you think we need counseling? I think if anyone in the chat could possibly lend some kind of advice, some sort of couples counseling for podcast co-hosts. I think we could we could certainly benefit from that. <laughs> well, it was just it was a weird week, a very weird week. It was not necessarily, at least for me, not a super bad week, but it was a weird week. A bit slow, and everything was a little bit tedious, you know, with the moving and everything. It's kind of it feels as if your brain explodes. Yeah. So, are you you're still in your the place that we know you from? Yep. Or what? So far, yeah. You so just far. moved everything out, and uh, everything's sort of on the on its way to the yep. new house. My goodness. Yep. Boxes, guitars, Lego, carpets. I have a I have a question, Dan. Yeah. What's in the boxes? Guitars. Not that pier. Not that pier. Oh my goodness. So. Um, Poo Ninja, who is definitely in the chat right now, I saw him earlier, has asked to see <laughs> Dan's new pier. Um, yeah. The Ibanez pier has finally landed in Dan's possession. It is green, it is gold, it is gorgeous. Um, if you haven't seen the pier, then you should, because um, it's the... Is it fair to say it's the, the upgrade... Not upgraded, the updated gem? Or is that understanding yeah, it? No, no, no. It's like the, the evolution of the gem. It's more like a mature evolution, version of the gem. Evolution, thank you. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it looks as, like, as if Steve Vai in his 60s now decided to redesign the gem, and that's basically what that is. And it comes with all the great specs that you expect from a gem, but with a visual and cosmetic upgrade. And cool tweaks like the, the back plate that you can remove. Cool new pickups. Oh. All right, you're not at work now. You're on. You're on social I hours. I know. But look at those pickups. I haven't even. I haven't even. Yeah, it is. It is gorgeous. Pulled, pulled and it off here. Yeah, that's a good one. You haven't Two. pulled the, the the plastic off yet. Nope. Plastic foil is still on Why it. Why not? Because um, I still need to set it up properly because the setup is already quite good. 
but if you know me, you know that I want it as low as possible. So um, I still need to do yeah. a workbench. So I try to protect it as long as possible to keep it not in collector's condition, but I, at I, least in a good condition. I think that if we get like a hundred likes on this live stream, then if we, if we top a hundred <laughs> viewers, we should have a live unpeeling. <laughs> Oh yeah. Pier. Okay. Okay. I, I promise. I promise. A hundred, a hundred likes or uh, guess. Either. All right. That's, that sounds like a challenge. Yeah. Right, people in the live chat, share this around your social medias if you want that plastic <laughs> to come off the pier, <laughs> which is um, not a great exchange for what you'd have to do to get that. But you know, it's something. <laughs> it's free. It's, uh, <laughs> that's right. But there's a good story about the PA, actually. Um, I think I, I posted that on my um, Instagram channel, which is called Dan140683. Very catchy. And um, actually, we, we already had a couple PAs on order. And then we got an email from Hoshino telling us that Mr. Vai himself asked to uh, have a couple more PAs being produced in NB Green. So they asked us if we would want to take let's say the leftovers of this, that production batch. So of course I said yes, and that is one of those. So their sibling or her sibling is basically in Steve's hands. That's a pretty cool thing to know, right? It is. It's nice to know that um, you've got a, an authentic Ibanez. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why, why can't we even say that word anymore with that kind of smirking? terrible isn't it i can't even say the word authentic it used to be a word that i could use in my vocabulary yeah uh, dan right. if i'm honest i'm on edge i'm on edge because I, I need to mention um something that happened to me or not necessarily to me but to me and my family over the weekend um in true uh it's hard because i'm smiling and i have been hurting because my grandfather passed away uh this past weekend and we've decided to um dedicate this show to him not that he ever would have listened or watched because it's about guitars, but um, uh, he, he was 91 years old. He was a musician. He was the, in my family, there's a, a, a lineage of musicians that all goes through one male. It's, it's weird. Um, and before him, it's never, so far, it hasn't been so far, the direct son of the previous male. It always seems to be the nephew or okay. one of the other ones. You know, it's, it's never like son, son, son. And before my grandfather, it was his uncle, who was a, a fiddle player and violinist and entertainer. Then it was my grandfather. Then it was my uncle Glyn, who I found out watches the channel and may even be watching right now. Wow. Um, and then okay. it's me. So, um, yeah, so my grandfather was really, really responsible for me learning or, or, or having the passion to entertain and I wouldn't say become a musician. My grandfather was more than a musician. He was an entertainer, which is what I class myself as. Um, mm -hmm. But I've got some pictures I want to show of him because there's some classic musician um, pictures. Um, so forgive me for being a bit sentimental for the for the moment. But um, oh, that's that's the pier. <laughs> uh, I don't, I'm not going to get sentimental over the pier. Don't worry, not not very much. Um, so. There is an old colorized photo of my granddad. He's the one on the drums at the back. Um, and that band was called Dave Rudge and the Meteorites, which was kind of stolen from Bill Haley and the Comets because it was that era. Um, 
and you've got my, my granddad on this quite small drum kit. Um, we've got yeah. a sax player who I'd forgotten his name. We've got a jazz guitar player at the front and someone I think is a clarinetist. I'm not really sure. Um, uh-huh. There's that one. Then we've got a, a bit of a, a close-up as well. There he is on this. There Look at go. that symbol. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. That, but, that um, picture, yeah, so it always we, screams music. Yeah. I can I can I can yeah, hear music when we, I look at that picture. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with that symbol, but I'm not even sure it's made of metal. <laughs> <laughs> um but you can probably see that we look quite alike. Although he looks a, a lot, lot like Donald Trump in that photo, I, I thought. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he has the long face and the big ears. There he is as a military guy. He was uh, a musician in the army, the British army, uh, oh, wow. just after the Second World War. So was posted various places in the kind of cleanup of the of the Second World War and, and sort of trying to put things, I wouldn't say right, but put things civil and, and clean, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know too much about that part of his life. Apart from him, he spent a lot of time in Austria, which is odd, because that's now where I live. Um, and... Uh, he spoke a little bit of German, badly, which, I, which I've learned now, but a little bit, enough to get by and probably chat up the ladies. Now, my grandfather, was, <laughs> there are more than one similarities. That's him leading the, the military band through my village. Oh, yeah. um, that's my, my village from back home in, I don't know what year, but that's got to be, I want to say early 70s, late 60s, oh, yeah. mid 60s. Uh-huh. Um, and behind him is the the cenotaph, which is a, a war memorial to all the people we lost in in all the wars. And there's, I think, three in the UK, and there's one of them's in my village for some reason. Um, and then the one that I've been sort of saving, this is him on his 60th birthday playing uh, drums with the same band members he's played with like, every Friday, every Saturday night. And it was that drum kit that I used to sit behind at his performances and playing the maracas. So I would be on stage with my grandfather and he'd be singing and playing. So he was also the lead vocalist and I learned, I don't know what I learned, I guess I kind of absorbed. And I think I mentioned before on the podcast that I thought I could be a drummer because my grandfather was a drummer. And I I couldn't, of course, but I kind of tried (laughs) to absorb his his skills from sitting near him. And... um, I remember very, very dearly that um, I broke his maracas through hitting them together. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, and then I've saved my favorite photo. Uh, he wasn't very happy. Okay. Wasn't very okay. happy. I mean, it, you know, uh, yeah, I, I, I wasn't in trouble, but I shouldn't have done it. I knew I shouldn't have done it. <laughs> okay. I did it. That's my favorite. Wow. Check that out. Yeah, that style. So we've got some kind of Hammond organ. We've got, I think that's a cornet or a very small trumpet uh, with Clive on the right. And we've got Fred, the guitar player. And I would love to know more about that Strat because um, I know nothing about it, but as far as I know, he's running it directly into a PA system. Um, (laughs) I don't know, but there's a Carlsberg PA system at the front. And of course, my grandfather's at the back uh, sat on the drums, still with the dicky bow tie on, still, still rocking the fashion. And um, that backdrop, gold and blue tinsel, is that, is that what you call it? But, um, but that's how I remember him most, playing that, that, that blue premiere kit. Um, that's, that's the drum kit I remember. That's, I think that's actually the one I sat behind. But uh, just that corner there, uh, behind where Fred is, would, would be where I sat. 
That's so cool. Just in view of the ashtrays. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, um, as you can see, I, um, I, I am sad, of course. I'm not going to drag the podcast down. I miss him a lot, but I moved away a long time ago, so they're already missing him. Um, and he went in one of the most beautiful ways possible, surrounded by his five children, fell asleep, done. And um, I truly believe that is uh, an ending that we could all wish for. Mm-hmm. Um Sadly, it's in, in these times, so we might have a memorial service in about a year. But uh, yeah, I look forward to going back to England and um, sort of really saying goodbye. But uh, his name was Dave Rudge, and uh, he is the reason, or one of the reasons I'm sat here right now. So uh, yeah, thanks very much, Grandad. And uh, I guess we could talk about guitars. <laughs> Well, let me let me just yeah, express so. it on, be, on behalf of the fifty people in the chat. Our condolences, and it's so cool that you share all those stories. Actually, I think your granddad would be so proud of you because your Ferris Blue Harley Benton guitar would match his drum kit perfectly. Right? Actually, right. <laughs> um, it's, th- thank you, Sarang. I can see that. Uh, uh, see that in the chat now. That's great. So, um, yeah, it's. Um, I hadn't thought of that. Maybe that's why I liked it. I don't know. But yeah, um, that's him. And if anyone else has musicians in the family or just family generally, cherish them dearly. Um, don't know where I'm going with that. Be excellent <laughs> to each other all the time. <laughs> all right. Yeah. All right. All right, Dan. Thank you for allowing me to do that. And thank you, everybody, for uh, the beautiful things you've been saying. And um, let's let's move on, I guess. Uh, to some guitar news? Sure. Let's go ahead. Okay. Okay. Guitar news, everybody. So, oh, there's my granddad still. Hello, granddad. He's still back there. Um, some, some news we've got. Do you want to do the, the leak, Dan? There was a leak. Yeah, please. Please. Or a potential a, leak. I don't know if it is a leak. Yeah, I mean that's a hot topic of the day, and it's it's kind of hard to find a, a smooth transition here, so I, I don't even attempt to do it. But for us, um, this definitely was topic number one today because uh, on Facebook, Blacksmith Strings posted a picture that you're probably going to share in the next image of a guitar factory that's Blacksmith in Indonesia. Strings. Yeah, it's Blacksmith Strings of a guitar factory in Indonesia called PT Chord. And this is uh, the company that is producing a lot of guitars. Um, like like Chord is the, one of the largest manufacturers. And in those factories, a lot of different guitars are being made on different production uh, streets. kind of. And uh, yeah, that leak was actually because it said PRS Silver Sky. And uh, there was a lot of r- rumors already like several months ago that uh, PRS could possibly launch that thing. And uh, given the current situation, it might even be the point that they initially wanted to, you know, launch it at NAM or a certain point, but maybe decided to hold it back because of all the COVID circumstances and production um, Mm. delays and and bottlenecks. But thanks to Blacksmith Strings, we saw that image. And what is interesting is that it says uh, March 5th, so it needs to be quite a recent image and it's got PRS silver sky. So it's got the, the, the article number on it. So I wouldn't necessarily think that this is actually a, a fake or anything like that. Yeah. So 
yeah what's your, what's your take on that i don't know is that is that something you would you would be uh you're guessing for a much more affordable prs especially considering that the the us uh, the us model clocks in at around 2700 euros um i think it's a wise move if that is if this is true let's let's say this is really a, a prs se silver sky which everything does point towards but for legal reasons it might not be <laughs> of course we don't know i don't need to say that i'm just making i'm just making it sound bigger than we are <laughs> um yeah um if prs were to build a silver sky it would be built by court because that's where the se guitars are built um i absolutely think that prs would benefit from releasing a uh, a Silver Sky SE, and it kind of fits in with the timeline as well. So the Silver Sky has been available since about 2018. Oof. We're now sort of what? three years later. Um, the numbers check out. Uh, I personally wouldn't want one, not because I have anything against the guitar, but I have enough strats at the moment, and I don't think that a Silver Sky SE would make any difference to my current guitar collection. I don't gas after the PRS Silver Sky. However, I really, really want to try one because I think that that could be a great guitar for people who do have a strat-shaped hole um, in, in their lives. Mm -hmm. So... I can't say I'm gassing after it, and I can't say I need it in my life. I can't see that I'm super excited as a guitar player, but as a guitar YouTuber, absolutely. I want to make that video. <laughs> I want that I want that Silver Sky here right now. Um just because I'm I'm interested, you know? Yeah. Uh but I'm interested to know what those numbers mean on that box. So it says uh DHP twenty-four. Is that a color code and then twenty-four? Because then we've got underneath that, we've got 4257-22F, which leads me to believe 22 frets. And then R216, which we all know is a tire that goes on a 16-inch car. <laughs> so it's going to come with a free set of wheels. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, 22 fret, that's a good good point. I don't know what, what the rest would be. 42 times 57, 10 set. I don't know. Ten set is that referring yeah. to ten packs of strings or, or ten uh, gauge strings? But I would doubt it because I think the original comes with, or the American, I should say, comes with nines. At least when I played it back in two thousand eighteen. Okay. Also, it had a seven, seven, seven and a quarter inch um, fretboard, which I, I didn't dig at all. Uh, yep. Did love the sounds was too busy to really appreciate it. It was more a case of, oh, I've got one. And then Ryan from 60 Cycle Hum just ran past the, the windows with it at, at uh, Gear Street, the first one. And <laughs> <laughs> he was pretty much glued, glued, glued to his hands for a day, I think. And, uh, where's, the, where's the Silver Sky? More importantly, yeah. where's Ryan? Um, yeah. So Ryan is making point. Maybe the says he's going to... Sorry. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Radius 216 millimeter. Ah, yes, Sarang. That, that could be, yeah. I don't what's, know. What's what your, does that mean? What does that equate? Uh, Dan, Dan, Dan's going to be, be googly while we're doing that. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Sarang, Krenar says that comes into around eight and a half inches. So it 
could be. It's in the right ballpark. Yeah, I think the original had Certainly a 10-inch right fretboard ballpark. radius. Yeah. Right? Was no, the less? original definitely had a 7. Oh, yeah, definitely okay. Definitely yeah, had 7. Uh, seven. Yeah, 7.25, you're right, yeah. 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 Um, because I know that, um, that um, what's his name? You know, that, that guitar player. Oh, yeah, John Mayer. He was um, <laughs> he was saying how that he likes that, and uh, I don't know. Firstly, there are enough PRS fans, enough John Mayer fans, and enough PRS fans that don't have enough money for an actual Silver Sky, so a different uh -huh. breed of PRS fans to certainly support that guitar being on the market. I believe. Yep, that's that is true. Actually, one one of the big selling points for me would be if they'd release a couple uh, colors. They which which haven't found their way on US models so far. I think that would be a pretty small mm -hmm. move, you know, because all every everybody yeah. everybody at the moment is going crazy about the the limited colors, and uh, you know if they'd add a few that are not available on the US models, there you go, another selling point for the John Mayer fan. And also, yeah, that means the the people that can, you know, the lawyers and the blues doctors can actually <laughs> also um, buy the SE and not feel as if they're buying a cheaper guitar because they're buying it for that color, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, to fit to fit a certain outfit, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Green socks today. I'll take the I'll take the SE. I don't know. Really, I, I really right, don't know well, because. Um, because a regular silver sky doesn't really fit that that kind of uh, or it doesn't fill uh, that cliche of of being a dentist or a lawyer because it's a rather I mean except for the limited colors, it's a rather uh, you know un unglary and 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 you know a guitar without without a lot of okay, bells and yeah. whistles you know it's a working basically it's a working man's guitar and um, so yeah I don't know. What's the target group? But I, I can totally it's been, see it's that. It's been a while a, since a I played of... one, but I would absolutely play yeah. play the butt off that uh, SE. <laughs> yeah, price point would also be interesting because talking what about price? Like I said, what? Let's. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, people in the chat, drop us some some numbers. What you would pay, and not not don't tell me you wouldn't buy one, but what you would expect to pay um, for an SEPRS. And it's going to take us about 30 seconds to get those numbers rolling. So we'll move on, but we'll come back to it. Um, All right. Because I can't keep looking at those numbers on the screen, Dan, and, and trying to decipher them. But Sarang, radius 216 sounds very sensible. 22 frets. DHP, what do we think? Dark something purple? Or Ooh. deep something purple? Deep heaven purple? <laughs> DHP, huh. That sounds like a color, doesn't it? Yeah. Deep. Oh, deep honoree purple. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. uh, we're getting, getting some numbers in. We've got $599 from Sarang, 500 to 800 from Three Finger oh. Riffs, 999 from Michael. One dollar Bob from Poo Ninja. <laughs> I still think it's going to be between between seven hundred and a grand. I reckon, yeah. but I'd I'd love to see it come out between six and eight. I, th I think eight ninety nine sounds reasonable because you know you got to pay royalties to the artist too, so that definitely is a little bit of an upcharge. And then uh, I mean those pickups they have been designed for the for the guitar. 
So the qu big question for me, because this is a big selling point, would be: uh, Do they come with the US pickups, or do they uh, do they put a, a equivalent, like uh, Asian-made equivalent, in, in those guitars? I don't know, but that will determine Very the price good question, for sure. Dan. Yeah. So I seven nine nine five nine nine seven nine eight four nine. Yeah. I'm gonna go for <laughs> I'm gonna go for eight four nine. And Putin just written <laughs> Dehella Purple. <laughs> Which I don't know why I find that so funny. But it is. Yeah, now, before like we move Pete on, Dan, purple. I've got to give a shout out to Sarah Jane. Sarah Jane is watching with Fergie in France. She's on her fourth consecutive podcast. And this time wow. she's without wine. And she is um she's not a guitar player as far as I know, but she is a quality artist who who maybe some some fun stuff, which I will try and show later on the show. Let's move on from the Silver Sky, Dan. Let's go over to something called Sugi. You happy okay. with that? Yeah, sure. Sugi. Right. Looks oh, like a, a base to me, Dan. Wait a second. We've been in the news segment, but now we already talk about the picks of the week, right? No? Oh, am I in the <laughs> wrong section? Sorry, hang on. Then I've just, I've just accidentally... Um, uh, snuck that through. Hang on, there we go. Oh, look at this. There's some news. There's some yeah. news. Dan got a new guitar. It's green. One brilliant, fantastic. Congratulations, Dan. <laughs> so, Poo Ninja, just for you. We did that just in time before the show. And you put those in the folder to show it to you in high def. So, enjoy. It's glorious. It's a great guitar. It looks great. Plays great. Hey, you happy with it? Yep. Yep. Good. Good. I'm I'm happy for you. <laughs> yeah. And no I, matter I how I that... say it, it sounds like I'm taking it sounds like I'm joking. I I truly am happy for you, but it keeps coming out as if I'm being sarcastic. I'm really you know happy for you, Dan. <laughs> Once you get the chance to to visit me in a new house in the Dan Cave, uh we're gonna meet there and have to shoot a video and try out all the all the guitars I've got in my cave. How does that sound? Sounds good. Awesome. It sounds great. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming out of sarcasm. I, I can't help it. Um, it's, Why? Why is that? Can't wait, People Dan. I'm so happy. Yeah. <laughs> can't wait to see you live in person, man. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. All right. Um, let's, let's move on to my pick of the week. Yeah, please. Andy's pick of the week. Andy's pick of the week, and there it is, uh, the Imperial Mark II. But before we go any further on this wonderful pedal from Solid Gold Effects, we have three categories here, Dan. We've got buy, borrow, or burn. Well, we coordinated that wonderfully. Um, so Dan and I will choose some picks. If you've not seen the show before or heard the show before, then I've cho chosen some new gear. Then we'll go over to Dan. He's chosen some new gear, his pick of the week and my pick of the week. And then we have three awards to award these, um, this gear. One of them you would love to buy with your own money. One of them you'd like to borrow from a friend. Say if you visited the Dan Cave and there was a green pier. You say, yeah, I'll have that for a couple of months. Thank you very much. Uh, the other one is if you want to burn. So if you're really not impressed with that piece of gear, um, that's the one you have to burn. And 
you have to choose one of all three. That's the rules. You can't say, no, I don't want to burn anything, or I'm not going to buy any of that, or I don't want to borrow it. Yeah. Have to choose. Those are the rules, and rules are what makes the world go round. <laughs> Anarchy. Oh, <laughs> all right. All right, so that is the Imperial Mark II, Dan, from Solid Gold Effects. Um, and it's a fuzz, and it's a muff fuzz, and it's kind of gated, and it's silicon, and it's got a noise uh, kind of gate thing going on in there, and I've never played one. I've never even heard one. The fact that it's called the Imperial Fuzz, and it's got red and black makes me think of Darth Vader, and it's a fuzz. And I, I don't Basically, oh, right. I'm sold already. It looks like, like the sort of fuzz pedal that Darth Vader would put on his chest plate, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it's a good one. It's completely so black so and you've got that contrast with the red. That's pretty cool. But another fuzz? Yeah, it's... <laughs> why is there? Why did this sound like there was a question mark at the end of that sentence? I don't know. Uh, never mind. Never mind. I, I was just thinking, uh, we, we can even fuzz. just uh, imp implement a section, the fuzz of the week. I'd love to. But, uh, we might we might need a new show for that because uh, I could go on for a while. Um, <laughs> speaking of which, um, can I? I need a I need a, a question answered, possibly by you, Dan, possibly by the people in the chat. All right. I've got. Uh, let me get it. Hang on. Got a new pedal this week, Bolt, and it's the Metal Muff from Electro Harmonics. Ooh. Because I I own all the Nano Muff size pedals, and now when they release a new one, I have to buy it. And um, my question is this, is the Metal Muff a fuzz pedal? That's my question. That's all. Dan, your answer, please. I don't know. You don't care, what? No, well, I don't know. I haven't tried it yet. <laughs> I haven't what, tried what, it. It's sat there ready to be recorded tomorrow. Oh, wow. Okay. So, uh, so I've not how does this yet. question come about? Like. Can it? Well, it's called a muff. Know. It's it says metal muff, and I've never played any of the metal muffs before. Okay. So, um, none, I've never played the metal muffs. I've played all the other muffs, the, uh -huh. the nano ones, you know. But I've I've played. I'm 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 you know quite okay with my muffage, but that one <laughs> I have no education on whatsoever. So. I asked the question on Facebook the other other day, and people said that it was not a fuzz; it was a distortion, which okay. I can't disagree nor agree with because I've never plugged it in. But I thought just before I make the video, I thought I'd put the feelers out there to see what people said, and um, so far oh. it seems that no one cares because they haven't answered. No, no, we've got one answer from Old Man Zen, and he says, "Burn it, move on." <laughs> Um, I don't know. I don't know if you're referring to to the imperial fuzz or to the to the metal muff, um, but I'd be I'd be intrigued. Thank you, old man Zen. Uh, it looks okay. That, um, that, let's. Yeah, what's yeah. The, the imperial? The imperial. I, I'm still intrigued by by the visuals, the cosmetics, because they look so seventies, right? I love it. I love it. It's like something. Yeah. That would be in Battlestar Galactica rather than Star Wars. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Zoom. Zoom. Correct. Yeah. I. I, that's, that's... I don't know, but um, I'm impressed, and I like pedals with faders on because it's, oh, it's different, you know. And you can really what I love mm -hmm. about faders on a pedal is you can really see 
where your setting is rather than a knob like because because i tend to not be able to see the floor very clearly when i play um <laughs> a fader would very much uh indicate where that pot is set at yeah also, also a, a knob I mean, if, can if, if be you, confusing if you're playing you can you can dial in the uh, the fader with the foot i mean not necessarily with a shoe but you know if you're just rehearsing i like that to be able to adjust fingers. yeah well I don't think my toes are accurate enough, but I'll, I'll, if I get one into demo, I'll surely try it for you. Yeah. All the fuzz in the world with the feet. <laughs> Nobody feet. loves your pick, Andy. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I think we sorry. should be fading well, here. You... Yeah, should we, should we move on to, uh, to my other pick, which you're also going to hate, which is this one. <laughs> Oh boy. Um, it's not it's not technically pick of the week because it's not released yet. But Dan chose right. the other one I was going to choose, so I had to choose something. And this is the Wazacraft Heavy Metal HM2W from Boss. Cuz right. I really love the HM2. I have the Japanese one, I have the Taiwanese one, I have a few clones. I just I just love that horrible chainsawy compressed Distortion fuzz is just wonderful. It makes me smile. And the reason I bring this one up is that it didn't, a lot of people were not impressed with what Boss released. As, and it's just a cosmetic um, first prototype. I should definitely okay. point that out. Um, because there's a Facebook group based on um, suggestions for the, the Wazacraft uh, HM2. And people have put all kinds of crazy suggestions in, like putting it in a, a 500 series box and having like 20 knobs. And then um, Boss very clearly said that they wanted to keep the essence of the original pedal. So therefore, black, orange, four knobs. But also people want a clean blend so that they can put it on bass, etc. And... Um, maybe concentric knobs. So Boss have been very clear that they want the four knob and Boss compact size. All right. But people were now not impressed. So it's a cosmetic prototype. Maybe they should have kept it to themselves. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh boy. What, do you, what do you think, Dan? How, dig, dig me out of this hole. <laughs> I was I was I was wondering all the time why people would would argue if it's even not just a final prototype. I mean, uh, yeah, I, it all it's all about the tone with pedals. I mean, if a pedal looks good, it's it's pretty cool. But uh, once you play it and you heavily use it, I don't care if it chips and uh, looks like you know road worn. So I don't give give too much about uh, the visuals, basically. But I'm, I'll, I'll be intrigued to see um, how the tone differs and and what the Wazacraft functions just adds to the the functionality and the versatility of the pedal. Um, yeah, I mean, more, the more the merrier. You, you you're always short of one pedal, so I'm glad they're going to release sure. it. And I want to hear a demo from N you plus one. because yeah. You're the fuzz guy. Oh, I'm 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 gonna be bang, banging on their door, knocking their doors down, smashing the windows. Um, <laughs> I want one. Vir virtually, virtually speaking, you know, through the method of email and you know WhatsApp. But uh, apparently, all we got to offer so far is a lower noise floor, which in itself is pretty useful. But there are other HM2 clones out there, and we're spending far too much time on something that doesn't even exist yet. So um, no, those are right. my two it's picks right. what, of the week, Dan. What's what's the release date for that for the Wazacraft Heavy Metal? 
Um, I can't remember, but it is 2021, and it's within the next sort of few months, possibly latest August. But don't All take right. that from someone who works with Boss. Take that <laughs> one from someone who has forgotten everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's an interesting, uh, interesting question from Alexis Guitars. Um, it's asking um, which company or companies would you choose to make your signature fuzz if you could pick. In other words, is there a pedal you would use as a basis, as a foundation to develop your signature fuzz if you could, if you had the chance to pick? That's a very good question. And the first fuzz that comes to mind that does enough, well not does enough, but does something special, something sweet, is the FZ2 from Boss. Mm -hmm. It... Um, I'm not saying I'm not saying that's the answer to my question. I'm just spitballing as I get there. But the FZ2 <laughs> has a lot of love and a lot of sort of fable around it, a lot of magic dust. And I remember plugging it in for the first time, and all that hype for me was absolutely real. It's a beautiful fuzz and does so much. So it would be something in that kind of vein, in that sort of sound vein, I think. But as for who would make it. Some poor human being with a death wish, I would say. <laughs> Some company that doesn't want to sell anything. <laughs> um, I immediately go to. I immediately want to go to a smaller builder. Um, okay. so I would love to work with um, maybe Stuart Tate from Tate FX, or maybe. Well, that's that's where I'm going with first because he's very. He firstly he knows what he's doing. He certainly understands how to get great tone. And he's on my Facebook friends list, so I know where he lives. Um, so it'll be very accessible. Um, I also really scary. like... I like this one, The American Geek, which is which would be a great... That's from Xander Effects. Hang on, I'm trying to get it in focus, kind of. So uh -huh. I would like to work with Xander Effects as well, because they've already got a pedal called The American Geek, and I think it would be fun to have one called The British Geek. Or the guitar geek. And <laughs> the guitar that's geek, also yeah. a muff style fuzz. So yeah, some something like that. But something that would be fun that we could sell at an affordable price that would definitely go from thick doomy to something insanely unusable. Uh, and I would have the the henning knob on it, possibly. What's the henning knob? Uh, the henning knob would turn everything off because he doesn't like fuzz. <laughs> so that would be and if he were to demo it, if he were to demo it, we'd send him just an empty box. I love it. But actually, you, could sell it you could sell it as the, as the Henning switch, but it could also act as some sort of kill switch. So you had an additional effect to it. Oh, yeah. Momentary kill switch. Oh, yeah. I'm digging it. So thanks for the awesome question. So yeah. somebody write to all those people and, uh, and we'll do it. And I'll slap my big furry face on it. Question, because I've, I've got a, a kind of funny name in, in mind. Uh, is there a pedal, a fuzz pedal called the Mother Fuzzer? Is that name there already out there? There must be. There must be. <laughs> People in the because chat I, help us out. Don't... The Mother Fuzzer. There must be. Fuzzer. Actually, that should be the... Yeah, there's the Doctor No, the Doctor No. Mother Fuzzer. Yeah, yeah there's one. Careful. <laughs> Dr. Oh, well. Effects. Ah, damn. Name's already taken. He's the, he or they are very good at names and um, cosmetic yeah. cool stuff. 
Yeah. Damn. Muga Fuga. Yeah, that's also nice. All right. Jupiter so effects, you- of course. How did I forget Chris? No, you're absolutely yeah. Also Jupiter effects. Yeah, thank you so much, Sarang. How did I forget that? Um I think that might actually happen if I go to Chris at Jupiter Effects. Oh. <laughs> might be on My question company, is yeah. my question is, Alexis Guitars, how many would you buy? <laughs> because if there's a if there's a demand out there, I will supply said demand. Well, that's oh, business, wow. isn't it, Dan? Yeah. Oh, Guitar Search Podcast. That's, that's, podcast that's how where, I understand it. Yeah, where business grows. <laughs> All right. Business advice. Create demand before you create supply. Um, All right. (laughs) Time for Dan's pick of the week. Dan's pick of the week. Dan's pick of the week. All right. Where to start? Well, there probably. (laughs) All right. Actually, you, you usually would have picked it, right? Because you're, yes. you started the whole Bonamassa thing. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Windows wants to restart. No! <laughs> <laughs> Don't restart. I'm going to right, have a situation podcast. here. <laughs> I think we might have a situation here. People, somebody get Bill Gates. <laughs> All right. Pick a time. So, Tomorrow. Way huge. Always to- pedal. <laughs> You're killing me, Andy. <laughs> All right. All right. No worries. All right. Let's get serious. It's a serious talk here. <laughs> Wayuge announced the Penny Saver Royale. It's a collaboration between Bonamassa and Wayuge. And, uh, and here's an interesting thing it will be available through Joe Bonamassa's incredible online store. <laughs> not a store yeah. it's a gear emporium there you go <laughs> so much more than a store daniel yeah yeah um, so i've much received more. no less than six emails about this pedal six two per day wow in the last week wow all right so obviously it's a good pick i wonder um i mean i read the description and watched the video it says it it combines bonamassa's um the overrated special overdrive and the blue hippo chorus so it could actually be really like a money saver, and also in terms of the floorboard space, it could it could be a pretty convenient uh, pedal to have. What what do you think about that? You're the the pedal guy here. I I I just agree with you. <laughs> You're correct <laughs> in my opinion. All right, thank you very much. Yeah, I mean the price I, point. I don't think I have anything more to add. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, couldn't agree more. <sighs> I don't know. I I'm I wouldn't buy it. Oh, I'm giving away myself now. Hang on. Maybe I'd buy it. I don't know. <laughs> it wouldn't it wouldn't be my first choice of pedal, put it that way. Yeah. But what I find interesting is that I wonder how he will be selling the pedal because he's usually selling his stuff from from the uh from the US. Does he also have like a, a warehouse somewhere in Europe because otherwise it could be a major pain in the neck to to import that pedal from the states. I hear that Joe Bonamassa has a warehouse in every major town in the world. 
just in case someone needs a back scratcher or a set of golf balls, 24-hour delivery. So I'm expecting the Penny Saver Royale to be available within 50 miles of your house. (laughs) All right, he's quicker than Amazon. That's amazing, yeah. (laughs) I mean, you got to give kudos. I like the idea. uh, It looks great. I think the price point is kind of right. You know, you could always argue yep. it could be cheaper, but but it, it it's not astronomically high like some I don't know fancy boutique uh, pickups that uh, already wore the Bonamassa name. Um, yeah, I, that'd be interesting. So that would definitely be a, a good pedal to have on the channel, and uh, yeah, to see what uh, is it, sounds. Is it you limited edition? Did it. you say? It didn't. No, it didn't say anything like that. Why? Why? Why should they do it? I mean. I don't, I don't know. know. But Alexis Guitars again brings up a good point. If it was a vibe and a drive, they would snap it up uh, immediately or instantly. And uh, I agree. So having a chorus and a drive feels a bit odd, even though that is Joe's sound for one particular sound in, in one pedal. Um, for the larger guitar playing world, I would say a vibe and a drive goes better together also. However, then it wouldn't be Joe's, excuse me, Joe's, Joe's pedal. Hmm. Hmm. I think the chorus is quite a big part of his, his tone. Usually, I mean, he really it 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 adds some some kind of I don't know thick thickness of the tone and just some substance thickness. to it. And I mean, if you if you see him play live, sometimes the band just disappears and he's like in the stage light and every, all the eyes are on him and he's just playing through you know the Les Paul and, and an amp and maybe a couple pedals. And, uh, I think this is like where we would want to have a little bit more thickness of tone. Um, yeah, I don't know. Have you, have you seen Bonamassa live? Surprised it. No, I've only recently moved Joe Bonamassa off my, I can't stand him list to, I find him fairly interesting list. <laughs> wow. Was that, uh, due yeah. to the, the episode you did? <laughs> Kind it kind of nice. was. Um, okay. It was his. It was his own humility. Like I, I like to separate the artist from the art, um, but with certain artists, I I can't get around that. And yep. with Joe Bonamassa, I couldn't listen to his music without thinking of him. And then I found out that he he is just seems more down to earth than I thought he was. Yeah, and that intrigues me. Yeah, I think he's a guitar geek just like you, but with. Uh much bigger bank account and guitar collection. <laughs> what? What are you trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? No, I'm Andy's trying to say that um, now I see him as a see him as a human yeah. being. I'm just this is not a chair I'm sat on. This is a pile <laughs> of $100 bills. Yeah, <laughs> you're building the Geekville at the moment, right? A big museum, Geekville, old yeah. guitars, old Mustangs and Jaguars, and you know. mainly mainly oh Squires and SEPRSs. <laughs> no, really, I, I've, can I've, I've. Can I go to your next? Couple. Can I go to your next pick? I, I can't look at this Penny Saver Royal anymore. Ah, uh, come on! I, I just want to make one point. Bonamassa, seeing Bonamassa play live is just. Uh, oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent geek uh, satisfaction because he plays the old guitars. He takes them on the road. He he purchases uh, flight tickets for them, and I think it's everything you would expect from from a geek. 
his geek level is 100 and this is what you've got to give him kudos and he can deliver some serious riffs i mean the ballad of john henry oh heck yes one yeah yeah one mean riff you know and you don't need a baritone guitar to to sound heavy so yeah i like i like joe so i like all the merchandise but i like his music as I said, I've only just moved him off a, uh, a void <laughs> list to a um, passively ignore list. He's he's moving he's moving up towards towards ah, maybe I'll, I'll have right. a look list. All right, but I want to say one like, more thing about this pedal. Actually, I'm surprised it's not stereo. Um, oh, it's not, not that okay. the not that the chorus that it comes from is stereo. I don't think, but. He has so many amps, one would think that you'd want a stereo chorus, but what do I know? What do I know? Nothing. Um, maybe he's just chorus in a different way. Can we move on, Dan? Which would, you, would you like to move on to the thing that should have been before this, or the thing that will be after this? You, you can pick. I'll surprise you. Go on then, there you are. All right. Oh, wow. So, ESP! ESB exhibition series. I think a couple of you guys in the chat uh, already have seen uh, the announcement. ESP's custom shop. They're doing that annually. Like every year they're releasing uh, a handful or a couple dozen guitars that just stand out and uh, bring amazing colors and uh, uh, amazing words to the table. And it's just like, I mean, it's definitely a big ticket collection. So those guitars don't go for cheap, but it's like, as good as it gets when it comes to uh, uh, guitar building. That's really luthier great guitars. And it's amazing to see. Um, they, they provided uh, the whole collection, I think 42 instruments in total with eye-popping finishes. And uh, what, what strikes me is that each of these guitars are handmade and unique. So there's just one piece in the world. So pretty much like uh-huh. what we do also with the Ibanez Custom Shop where you can just custom tailor your instrument. And I, I just like that point that there's no sibling to a certain guitar it's just unique it's a unique piece it's like you it's like me it's like sarang and valeria they're just unique and um since i believe that a guitar also has some sort of soul i really like the point that they also like from a visual standpoint are unique so yeah and they have ah, like, like different shapes yeah arrows they have eclipse they have the snappers which is the esp uh, s type guitar they have the throppers which is the tele style mystique shape and i don't even know how that how that shape is called it just looks some a little bit weird you know like a how, how like a violin it's almost. called the owl my forearm <laughs> well it's got a very nice bevel for your forearm i like but, it i uh, like it a lot it's, it's yeah. kind of it's like a dragon sort of shatter a guitar yeah yeah i mean they, they even stay in, 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 in a good way yeah, they, they stained the pickup housings. They have some very intricate uh, inlays. I think we'll see some more if you skip through the next images. And um, yeah. Sorry, so I was reading the chat. Be, uh, yeah, that, that's, no, that's insane. Isn't that nice? I mean, that, the, that fretboard alone is a piece of art. You know, I, I would put that on my wall. And the pickups. I mean, that's, that's pretty cool. I think that's, that's, that's the mystique, right? I'm not, I'm not too familiar no idea. with I, I'm, I'm not a, an ESP um, expert or, or indeed amateur. I, I know very little uh, about ESP. Uh, uh, so, yeah, well, I, I just like the collection. I, I, like what we've seen last week with Fender and their Surf Green 
collection of Tellys and Jaguars, Mustangs and Gretsch drum kits. I think that's pretty stunning to see ESP doing a run of uh, one-off guitars. So, yeah. <laughs> like the, uh, Lucas and Martin's Guitar Corner said that was the War Axe. So the one that looks like <laughs> the, uh, the Sharpie thing. <laughs> If I were to go into war, a medieval war, then that's the guitar I'd want to take with yeah. me. That uh, kind of reminds yeah. me like the, um, you know, Mad Max Fury Road when there's that guy swinging around. If they did a medieval <laughs> version, that's the guitar he should be playing. <coughs> Thanks for the comment. That, that, that maybe, what surprises me, Dan, is that I really do like those guitars, even though they're not really something I would normally lean towards. I, I really do enjoy those pieces of art. Has Dan's voice gone dead? Has he just killed his mic by coughing into it? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I obviously killed it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back again. So, <laughs> um, yeah. What were you saying? I'm sure yeah. it was um, insightful and humorous. Absolutely not. Now, I was just making a point that I, I also like the quirkiness of those guitars um, because they are they're kind of off. They're not what a, a dentist would purchase from from the PRS private stock or something like that. It's more like what a knight of the round table would order from a Luke, uh, local luthier in the Middle Ages kind of thing. <laughs> I'd, sorry, I'd expect just, it to like come with like a little bit of plague or something and, and a, a, a pint of mead. That's the kind of thing. But yeah, interesting guitars. Um, now, we, I teased this earlier, Dan, but there's something else um, that I can now reveal that you put on. Hang on. There it is. There. Yeah, that is the Sugi Custom Shop, the Ibanez Custom Shop SR base. And um, I think that's the actually the first SR guitar that's worldwide available. And I'm sorry to everyone in the podcast. It's not a guitar it's a bass i know but i really like the appearance um it's pretty close to a uh a, a j custom guitar that we had one or two years ago that was uh very well received um uh, because that features a buckeye burl a beautiful buckeye burl top and uh they inserted blue raisin in the top and and the whole top sits on a lightweight swamp ash body and uh i think it just looks fantastic you know, I, I want a table that looks like that. Not just a guitar. I want a table too, coffee table. Is that is that something? Where that would you put, where, Andy? Where would you put your cup? Um, see, I, I, <laughs> I no. It's the simple simple answer is no. Um, <laughs> is it too much for you? Slight, slight, slightly longer answer is no. It doesn't. Um, <laughs> I. I <laughs> I'm not a bass player, although I aspire to be one, and that's just, I don't know, that's too much, I don't know, it, it one of the things I love about bass, John Deacon was one of my favourite bass players from Queen, and I love the way that that style of bass playing sits in the back, and the band cannot function without that bass player, or that bass line, or that funk, or that groove, and that feeling. Mm -hmm. However, whoever plays that, I think, wants to be too close to the front of the stage. That's not what I want from a bass player. And I'm not being ridiculously silly and speaking down about bass players. I think bass is almost a, 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 a magical art. And bass players, for me, really shine when you're like, who is playing that bass? Where is the bass player? 
you know, they're, they're sort of stuck at the back somewhere. Like, yeah. So for yeah. me, that's that's it's too showy offy for a bass. Uh, uh, honest opinion. <laughs> too showy offy. Okay. Well, fair enough. No, I, I'm I'm just digging but the it, look of the blue razor. Yeah. I'm a total sucker for that for that look. I, I do actually, like so, it, but I'd prefer if it were a table. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. I got your point. I got your point. But actually, Serang is making making also a good point. He says we need to promote the Ibanez Custom Shop more. Not enough folks know about that. And here's the thing, Serang. Um, Actually, it's open to to all the prestige dealers, and uh, they can basically come to us and order. So, if if you were a customer, you could go to your prestige dealer and tell them, "Okay, I want to purchase a guitar. Show me what what specs I can choose from." But nobody's really asking for that. What they ask for is a already pre configured guitar. So every now and then, if I get time, I'm I'm just sitting down and try to spec out a couple of guitars that would work well. Then I send them over to Japan. They tell me what's possible to do, what not. Then they send me a couple tops that I can pick from. And then a couple guitars come out. And this is what is actually selling in, in good numbers. And uh, yeah, but I, I would love to see more ideas from, from people actually approaching us and telling us, oh, I want an, an RG with that top in that color and you know with those specs. Because I like that, you know variation and 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 to to see the different facets of what an rg could look like so but maybe andy we can do something like that and and uh do a video about uh, various j custom models i remember we did a very nice one called the morning glory <laughs> do you remember that yes uh guitar summit 2019 <laughs> yeah 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 sounds about right <laughs> no was it that long ago i had a lot of fun that that weekend yeah. Oh man, that makes me sad. Um, yeah. Yeah. The morning glory was 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 wonderful, and um, one of the things I don't like about these guitars slash basses is that they're called burl. Is that correct? There's like a burl yeah. that it's in, yep. and that I can't pronounce the word burl without really changing my accent back to my original accent, which I'm not ashamed <laughs> of. But it's one of the only words that I can say in my real accent without parodying myself. And it All just right, confuses okay. my brain. Earl. Uh. <laughs> it just confuses me. Earl. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, maybe, maybe we can All do right, something. Um, I'd love to. I'd love to to have some fun with some specs. That'd be that'd be interesting. Um also I like money, so yeah. <laughs> Good point. I like money and free food. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Right. All right. Buy, borrow, or burn. Let's run through the things quickly. I know which one I'm burning. Sorry, Dan. All right. All right. Uh, let no, me know. I don't. That was a joke. So we've got Sugi. We've got the Way Huge Penny Saver Royale. We've got the ESP Exhibition Collection. And then uh -huh. back to my gear scene, we've got the HM2W Heavy Metal, and we've got the Imperial Mark II um, Muff Style Fuzz. So, uh, did I go Wait. first last week? I think so. I think yeah. I did. W would you do the honor of going first this week, please? Absolutely. And guys in the chat, let us know what you would do. Borrow, buy, yes. or burn. All right. Um, can we see the boss again? There it is. What? <laughs> You're gonna burn the boss? You're gonna burn the heavy metal HM2W? Jeez Louise. 
<laughs> Lord upon high. So I know, I know. All right, all right. Uh, no, no judgment. All right. all right, all right. Let's see the ESP. Wait, 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 wait. There it is. If I had the money, you would buy the ESP. Which one? Definitely some, some some sort of traditional shape, but also something that's different from what I could get from an Ibanez. So maybe an Eclipse ish. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then let's see and the Sugi so base. Got... I'm trying to be smooth, but I can't be. Yeah. You because would borrow I'm on the, the Sugi base. Yeah, because I'm no bass player, so I would definitely borrow it from a friend who enjoys it and and uh, you know gigs with it. And then maybe borrow it just to get a feel of how those bases sound and look like in real life. All right. You, before Andy? we go to before we go to me, we've got some stuff from the chat. We've got Luke and Martin's Lucas and Martin, excuse me, guitar corner. Buy the HM2 Wazza. Borrow the ESP War Axe. Burn the Imperial Fuzz. Interesting choices. Who <sighs> Ninja? Okay. Who Ninja would buy the HM2, burn the Penny Saver, and borrow. Relic the rest. <laughs> Alexis, Alexis Guitars would buy an ASP. He borrowed the penny savers and burn the fuzz. Sorry, you should be. Yep. Uh, Fergie in France, buy the HM2 for nostalgia reasons. The rest I'd burn, but I'd buy the bass for Sarah Jane. Oh, that's nice. Isn't that lovely? Yeah. Uh, SJ, sorry, is, is how we call her. Uh, Michael would borrow the ESP collection, buy the Boss MH HM2 and burn the penny saver. Um, <laughs> Dave Lewis, I gotta love it. <laughs> gotta love that one. Oh dear. Uh, Valeria would burn the Imperial, buy the boss, and borrow the battle axe just for fun. Andy's unsmooth peanut butter. What does that mean? I, I, Pooh Ninja, are you seeing into my house somewhere? Because we made peanut butter today and it was unsmooth. <laughs> One might say crunchy. Uh, okay, um, we've got Sarang would buy the Sugi base and f and fuzz. No, you can't buy two things. You've, you've misunderstood the game here, Sarang. You cannot <laughs> buy the Sugi base and the fuzz. You may only buy one thing. Come on. And Krena would buy the penny saver, burn the fuzz, borrow the base. Right. I've forgotten everything I've just said, so I am going to very clearly burn the base. I'm sorry, Dan. I'm sorry, Ivanez. But it it does what? not speak to me in any way, and I it, it's it's just a don't don't read too much into it. It's just an instant reaction. Is that okay? Thank you very much. No. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> oh boy! I would borrow. I would borrow the penny saver royale. All right, because um, I'm interested, but I don't really want to buy it straight off. And I, I you know it's a chorus. I'm not that into chorus. I don't know the drive that well. I find it interesting, but you know, I I I, I think I want to do the Sarang thing and um, buy a few things. Uh, this is tempting. I'm tempted, but I know I would never play the ESP stuff, and it's too expensive for me to put on a wall, so I have to ignore the uh, the ESP stuff. Um, let's go for mice things. I. I would like to buy the Imperial, 
but I'm going to buy the Heaven Metal HM2W. All right. There we go. That's my answer. Dan, we, we are so similar. Yeah. There's no variation we're at all. Like, Come on. No, like, we're like two peas in a pod. All right. That was interesting. Guys, What what's your pick of the week? The pick of the picks. Let us pick know. Pick of the picks. Uh, interestingly, my pick of the picks is the ESP guitar <laughs> range because I think it's all so right. cool and so interesting. Yep. Just doesn't same fit here. in the other other game, that's all. Yeah, really? Yep, same here. I think that's the, the like the coolest thing, really. Got 42 unique guitars. That's that's pretty cool. And these guitars are super expensive and make for a great investment, which kind of leads us to the main topic of today, right? Yeah, it really really does. So, um, let's go to the main topic, which we'll bring up the live chat for. Yeah. Um all right. Dan, I'll be, I'll be honest. I I don't know where we're going with the, with this. It's going to be a great discussion because this can go in many many different directions and um I'm excited to discuss it with you. Yep, same here. So, today's topic is the time is now to sell your gear. And uh, there are several reasons why we came up with that idea to talk about why you should get rid of unused gear now. And um, yeah, maybe shall we start with your story, uh, the Vilhaben story, or shall I start with uh, a vintage guitar story kind of thing? Um, I'm more than happy to fill in mine. I'm just going to make sure that uh, the chat thing is working because it doesn't seem to be working well. There's a little space just down there. I'm going to bring that on screen. Yeah, that's something's right. gone wrong with this with this little chatty thing and um, there's a picture of Valeria there and then there's a picture of Pooh Ninja coming up. <laughs> Let me just fix that while we're talking. All right. Um, so where is the chat thing? There's the comment highlight. I've got to unlock it and then sort of move over a little bit and then do that. So we've got the, the, full, the full DV. Awesome. There we are. But now that I've done I like that, I can, I can relax and rest easy. That's a very nice avatar, Boo Ninja. Kudos. I like that. That would go very well with the Imperial pedal. Just saying. Yeah, exactly. I mean, what, I, that got a lot of hate, I must. Or not hate, but a lot of unimpressed, I thought. But we haven't heard it. We're just we're going on, on, on looks. That's interesting. Okay, you know so my story. We're doing my story, Dan. Yeah, sure. Uh, there's a thing in Austria, like like a Craigslist, like a classifiers, like a Facebook marketplace, if you will, called Wilhaben, which kind of means I want it. And there's loads of stuff for sale. Austria is a relatively small country. There's about 8 million people here. And it's a national thing, but it also goes as far as a few other countries that border Austria. So you can get some stuff from Hungary and Croatia and sometimes Germany. Um, there, I have a search agent on Jazzmaster because I was looking for a Jazzmaster, and uh, I found one. <laughs> I ended up buying a Jamascus Squire, but from 2016 with upgraded pickups. There's a video coming out very, very soon with it once I've had the time to film it. However, I left my search agent looking, and it found, I think, a 1968 or 65 Jazzmaster in Sunburst, um, 
basically with all the things that I would want in a jazz master that 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 age that um the 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 inlays all that sort of thing going on everything that looks like a classic jazz master without being too expensive that it's earlier you know so it's a nice sort of price point for that year excuse me um is Krena actually aware of can you see on the screen Dan it says uh yep. it's, yeah uh, that might actually be the story we're talking about. Um, okay, then I won't go too much into detail, but uh, I looked into one and I organized, I contacted this this person. I'm sorry, I'm confused to see my own life reflected back at me on the screen. Um, <laughs> and then um, I was contacted to say that there is a seller selling, um, or, or not selling fakes, but selling things that don't exist. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So putting up pictures, basically, of a jazz master that do not exist. Um, so maybe, maybe, Krenow, that's what you're referring to? I don't know. But let me, let me know in the chat. But uh, um, yeah, so there was... I've lost it now because I've really been thrown by the fact that, that uh, there's someone here that knows what Wilhaven is. <laughs> Guitars, not fake, but the actual listing was fake because... Um, the guitar doesn't exist, and I was asked, or I have been asked, to um, I want to be careful what I say here, uh, to help out in the investigation of somebody doing naughty things with fake adverts. There we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, but <laughs> Dan, I'm not sure how that refers to selling gear <laughs> as soon as possible. Well, it, it just, I'm, uh, I'm quite confused right now. Yeah, well, no, it was it was just part of the overall story. That you got to be pretty careful when you when you buy or even when you sell, not just to to be scammed off. Right. Uh, but also shows how attractive. I mean, the point uh, that your story was was making, at least for me, was that it shows how attractive and and maybe even overheated that market at the moment is. That people even like. Uh, take fake pictures uh, they find somewhere in the net and try to scam people off because they know that uh, you know people are so desperate to spend money nowadays with no interest in the bank account um, that you know they're even willing to you know accept some certain you know risk you know, and maybe take a chance if it's you know very nicely priced or a very attractive offer and I think this is where what I see all the time. You know, you know I'm I'm scanning eBay and eBay classified ads and will happen too for items. And uh, you know, you see fakes, a lot of fakes, and you see a lot of uh, very questionable offers that usually disappear after just one day. You know, and that brings me to the point that at the moment, you know, you got to be careful. But on the other hand, if you have stuff that is unused or you know sitting in the basement for ages. You should get it out right now because at the moment the the supply is not there, but the demand is because everyone is playing the guitar, and the entry level market is just you know blown up completely, double digits. Um, and just recently, I think um, Toman was even in the media, and they stated that they had like twenty five to thirty percent increase in their guitar department last year. 
that they just chose the, the dimensions of you know the, the whole guitar game. You know, two years ago they said guitar is dead, and uh, now we're at the point where the makers cannot even you know provide enough guitars for the market. And if you if you don't mind sharing a couple images from the folder that I put there, uh, we can see some very nice oh, examples of. Uh, probably should have prepared that. Yeah. <laughs> no where worries. did you put I them? Can, I, uh, just a main folder. It's called Topic. Um, that that the okay, market at the moment uh, is kind of is kind of swept. You know, there's there's no stock available for a lot of brands, and even production cannot even keep up. So, uh, and I, I had an in interesting talk with uh, I'm, I'm not going to mention any names, but with a guy who's who's uh, purchasing guitars for a store that's, that's selling old guitars, and he said that. At the moment, it's it's crazy. People are spending big bucks, even hundreds of thousands of, of euros, just to purchase an old Les Paul or an old Fender guitar. And uh, you know, the guitars come in, and the next day they're already out. So if you if you find a guitar under under your you know on in the attic, or if you you know inherit an instrument from your grandparents or something, chances might be very good that you can reach a very good price. And uh, yeah, can you can you show us a couple? Should of I pictures? show this picture of the yeah, there's a, a yeah, gold top here. Do you want to see that? Oh, yeah, please. Stuff like that. Um, that is let me just... No worries. That is something that's selling oh, immediately. Dan, yeah. You know when I said the, the OBS doesn't like HEIC photos, and you sent oh, me more sorry. HEICs? Yeah, the rest should be JPEG, um, so we can skip the, the gold top. Everyone knows how gold top looks like. So just whoa, imagine. Oh, look at that. But look that's at a that. big old picture. You know, Gibson SG standard reissue. It says... Uh, available in several months from now and it's like an, an, an sg standard or even the uh, the sg custom with the maestro tremolo it says several months that's gibson we have these are expensive guitars i know i know so someone must have been buying those uh and there yeah. are even more even more examples if even if we go uh into sure. a more affordable territory yeah sure let's take a look at epiphone There's and we're talking epiphone. about like Pretty basic instruments. Epiphone Les Paul Custom Ebony. That's like a, a go-to guitar. It says uh, available within 15 to 19 weeks. That's a long waiting time. So if you have an old Epiphone somewhere laying around, if you put it on on classified ads or somewhere else, you might be able to sell it with a very at a very good price. You know, and this is the whole point. Uh, the market at the moment is just crazy. You can you can get very good prices for basically gear that nobody would have cared about a couple months ago <laughs> on the epiphone dan that one of those is um is the inspired by gibson collection and i think they all have the new epiphone headstock so that's something yeah. to to remember yeah so yeah. specifically if you have a new look epiphone that you're not getting on with um the demand will be higher right now i would say yeah um, definitely there I appears mean, to be a, a martin miller is, can I show the Martin Miller? Yeah, sure. Well, that's just an example I derived from from our territory. That's uh, taken from the Session website, and uh, yeah, you know, they have the listing, but they say I'm, uh, we're sorry, but the 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 item is currently not available, and you can be in a waitlist and will be informed once the guitar is available. And just another example of an instrument that has been introduced already, and there's uh, a lot of interest. But uh, factories cannot really catch up with uh, to production and the demand, and so it's going to take wow. a couple months. Same goes for the Black Pia, by the way. So if anyone is in the market for that uh, beautiful guitar, huh. you got to be waiting a little bit longer. Yeah, another example. I would quite Schechter. like the Black Pia. 
Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it looks amazing, yeah. And Schechter is the same. I so mean, the, they have a couple... The Jack, not, Nick Johnston's available. Um, yeah, th these are all Nick Johnston I mean, signatures, uh, but the newer ones, they, they have quite some delivery time. You know, 8 to 10 weeks or 10 to 13 weeks. Um, yeah. I mean, that's insane. You it's, know? Usually, it's, it's across the board, though, isn't it? It's not just a few guitar companies that have trouble... Um, fulfilling orders it's across the board without there's probably a few names that i'm not sure if we can discuss but what i'm saying is across the board um <laughs> people are having issues yeah. supplying yeah. guitars absolutely that covers and, everything uh, without getting me in trouble <laughs> you know and there's an interesting point too um you know also the shipping like shipping guitars and containers from the factories to the actual distributors and to the stores has increased so drastically in price that if you have a look at entry-level guitars that, that cost around 150 to 300 bucks that percentage of shipping costs that you have to factor in into the retail price has increased so significantly that it's kind of hard to really be competitive by selling very inexpensive instruments too so it's like a game changer right. at the moment. If, if shipping is so expensive, then there's no point in selling a 99 euros guitar. Almost no point. You know? No. I was so. talking to a brand recently that um, they're shipping from their supplier in China, uh, and they're playing. They're, they're, they're selling not cheap instruments, sort of um, middle, intermediate priced instruments. Uh -huh. um, their shipping went from something like two thousand euros for a container to ten thousand euros for a container. Yeah, sounds about right. Which is five hundred percent. It's it's insane. <laughs> so someone someone has to pay for that, you know. So um, it's interesting that this is where we're going with the, with the conversation. I was more looking from the other side, okay. like. Um, Firstly, I agree with everything you've just said and, and all the evidence that guitars are hard to come by and there will be the scarcity will increase. However, there's also... Um, I'm having trouble focusing tonight. I'm really, really sorry. Um, <laughs> I want to say, and from experience, because I do sell things regularly, um, Less demand for the weirder stuff. Less demand okay. for the live stuff, certainly. So I'll go back to these points in a moment. So left, less demand for the weirder stuff. Less demand for the cheaper stuff, like cheap pedals. So as we discussed in, in the previous one of the previous episodes where one of the ways I make money is by... Uh, doing a demo for a company, then after a certain period of time, I will sell that piece of gear to try and recoup some kind of uh, some kind of cost. And okay. pedals are very easy. So, if you see me doing a cheaper pedal, generally speaking, I haven't been paid for that demo or, or okay. review, I should say. Um, so I will factor that in to having to sell that pedal at some point to try and make some money from it. But one of the reasons I do the video is because I think people will watch it. And also I want to provide people with the information. Now, trying to sell a f 100 euro pedal for some of them don't even go for 30 or 40, which is insane. Okay. Whereas people were more frivolous with their money before we had the current situation we're in. 
So I think people are actually buying things that they want rather than just spending money willy nilly, uh, which is a, a phrase <laughs> that, that I'm thing? very happy about in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, willy nilly is willy nilly is a phrase. I, I went to school with him. Um, so that's that. My second point is live gear. Expect not to sell anything that you can't play at home. So I'm so confused with companies bringing out new portable PA systems at the moment. For example, yeah. <laughs> that's a good. And I won't point. name any names, but there are some brands that are bringing out portable PA systems. Who the heck is using them? What do you need possibly for the portable PA system right now? And I see so many PA systems used for sale. And not saying that they're no good, but they're just not selling. Um, mm -hmm. And again, in my experience, maybe your, your mileage will vary. But um, there are also amplifiers that I was talking to a brand recently, and their amplifier is pretty much aimed at playing live because there's no benefit for recording or very little benefit for recording with it. It's certainly a live amp that solves many, many problems. And I don't know, the, the market has changed mm -hmm. completely. But guitars are guitars and guitars will continue, I believe, to, to still, you know, things will change. But as you said, with the Epiphones and all that, demand is different. And we all need more guitars, but actually, I shouldn't say that. That's, I don't generally believe that. We all like <laughs> to have guitars, and and um, and it's nice to treat oneself to a nice a new pedal or something that's affordable, something you really want, like you know your, your green peer that you got, or mm -hmm. um, or whatever's coming, and and like. Um, the Boss T TB2W that I, I've bought. Um, I'm so excited for that pedal. Don't mm -hmm. need it. Don't can't really even afford it. There's no <laughs> way I'm turning that down. <laughs> I hear you. It's but just it's a, a, must it's a gift to myself. Yep. However, if, if I wanted to sell it, I'm sure I could find several people who would buy it for several hundred euros more than I pay for it. But I'm not going yep. to because that's naughty. And also, then I wouldn't have the pedal, which sucks. Yeah. yeah the whole scalper thing is another another big issue but um another aspect that i would like to briefly just throw into the in the ring is that prices increased quite significantly and uh, across the board mm -hmm. you can see that factories are increasing their production you know prices and, and because their costs have increased and uh, so i would expect like all the major companies to increase their pricing within the next 12 to 18 months because it's something that's yeah. uh that can't be denied and and those factories they're just passing on their additional costs and and you know their increased uh material and, and labor costs basically which in turn adds some value to your used guitar you know if you could if you could purchase let's say an epiphone list paul for 500 euros new you you probably would have gotten 400 450 for a good one uh, if you if you sold it but if all of a sudden that guitar costs a hundred euros more, then of course the secondhand market will also increase, and uh, you know the, the money you can get from from those transactions will also be higher than in previous years. Okay, now I'm fully on board. 
Now I feel like I've just discovered what it is we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, so now you're talking my language. Yeah, <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, and also, like, let me also throw in like a, a thought about like the that because now I'm moving and now I I got to kind of feel a weight of having a lot of things, like unnecessary things, and. I'm by no way near saying that this a beautiful guitar is an unnecessary thing, but you know, if you find old pickups or if you find old pedals that you're not using, it can be pretty freeing if you just, you know, let them go and make a couple of euros that then in turn you can invest into maybe something nice and, you know, treat yourself with yeah, a new piano exactly with, with a new pedal. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, exactly just, what I do. You know, just, just, sweep through your old, uh, old collection and, and try to make some room for new stuff by selling the old stuff. And, and I think the point of the whole discussion is that now is the time to get some decent prices for, for your use gear because the market is, uh, is pretty empty and uh, the supply is not really there. So if there are people that are desperately looking for, let's say, an entry-level guitar and you have you know, a couple old guitars from your early days, you know, make some space for yourself and uh, treat yourself afterwards with something nice that you want. How does that sound? Are we sound, saying, Andy? we seem to be, it sounds wonderful. It sounds like she'd be on a t-shirt. It sounds like, um, <laughs> it feels like we're, we're saying that there seems to be something golden with the mid-priced guitars. That, that seems to be what the examples we've been leading, like Epiphones and um, I want to say Squires as well, you know, sort of mm -hmm. um, those mid-priced guitars. And I think the, the greatest point you've made so far is that those prices have increased on the new models. And therefore, if you've got an older one, you could maybe get an extra 50 to 100 bucks on something mm -hmm. that you could maybe sell for 400, you can now sell for 500. Yep. It's interesting that we're just using those as examples. And does that still apply the more expensive ones, because the the Gibsons we we spoke about earlier were three three thousand five thousand. Hang on, let me. I've still got it on screen. I can bring it up. The four thousand, two thousand, six thousand. Um, I wonder if we could still sell, or if one could sell a five thousand euro guitar for five thousand. You know, or or is it just applying to the sub one thousand guitars? That's a good point. I mean, I have, I have no evidence, but uh, my gut feeling tells me that you probably, you know, would not get 5,000 euros for a guitar that you purchased for 5,000 euros back in the no, day. No, that's, that's not what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you're expecting 3,000, can you now get 4,000 for it or, you know, three and a half? I would say very Does likely. Does it scale up yeah. is, what, is what I'm saying. If the quality, if the quality is good, like you made a good point when you said that people are not buying everything. If something is crap, let's say one of those old uh, Tronicle Les Pauls, you know, people hated them and they still do. I don't think that you may make a good, like, decent profit, like on top of what you would usually get from it. But if we're talking about like a traditional Les Paul style, Strat style guitar, we're talking about old Ibanez RGs from the 90s yeah. all that stuff i think you would you could definitely realize a, a a plus on top of what you would actually what you would have gotten like 12 or 15 months ago for sure yeah. i need to, i need to look into this because i've got 
Maybe this metal muff that I bought yesterday. (laughs) 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 I'm not expecting much, I'll be honest. Um, Yeah, I have a few things hanging around that that I own. I mean, there's a difference with the things that I have been asked to put on the channel then kind of belong to me, but then after six months or so, I don't have the space and something new is coming in. So I, I, I trying to answer the question. I'm not being very good at this. I tell you what has changed. I can, I can answer the the opposite of that. Um, sure. Kind of the opposite. I have a prestige DC coupe. Let me just grab it for the video. For this, this one here. This is a beautiful guitar that sounds wonderful. It's a really good rock and roll single pickup, uh, TV Jones wraparound bridge double cut guitar. I was all up for selling that six months ago, maybe eight months ago. And I didn't, and I never quite got around out of pure laziness. And now I'm so glad that I didn't because people are going absolutely nuts for this. If I were to put this up for sale, I believe I would now, as an example of what we're talking about, get more money for this than I would have eight months ago. So that is the, I can't prove that, but that's the feeling I've got. Yep. Yep. We've got someone trying to do some, some business in the chat here. Someone called Tom Quayle is trying to buy an <laughs> RG570CT. Um, just someone sort of del-boying the, the room up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Still on the hunt for that guitar. Uh, uh. I, I don't have one. RG. Um, Tom, talk money. <laughs> I'll, I'll try and find you one for the right, for the right price. RG570CT. I'm going to Google that now. RG570 CT. And if there's one within 100 kilometers of me, I'm going to go and get it and, and double the price. Yeah. yeah. So, Andy, is there the anything you sell? Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just recently sold the, uh, the, the PRS Custom. The PRS Custom. True. My yeah. One. Uh, aware of that so that that wasn't okay quite a good price usually prs do have not like a very high second market price or haven't had that but uh i think the price that i could realize was was okay apart from that um i mean talking not necessarily guitars but talking about pickups you know um back back during the whole COVID situation when simo duncan and uh dimasio couldn't produce pickups there was a high demand of, of, of pickups in the market and you could barely get any so if if you sold your pickups during that period, and even now, if you put uh, pickups online, you have a lot of interest. You know, you see a lot of potential customers um, because it's, they're just not there. Production hasn't kept up yet, and uh, you know, if you've got some pickups laying around that are quite decent, you're probably better off selling them right now. But on the other hand, you don't you don't have to sell pickups. You can just you know port them and put them in, into guitars. <laughs> it's our hobby. Come on. I think I've got about I've got about four sets of pickups that I could sell, but I've just been, as you say, hoarding them from my point of view for videos, you know? Yeah. If I were playing live though and not having a YouTube channel, I would certainly sell these pickups because it's just too much messing around. Yeah. I hear. What's what's is there is there any uh, pickup at the moment that you would like to to purchase or try or retrofit into any guitar? Is there something any kind of project going on? 
Yes, I've just completed a project. I just have to edit the video. Um, I don't want to tell you what it is, but it's a rather unusual P90. All right. That sounds like a, like I a say video rather title. unusual. I'm a rather unusual. A rather P90. unusual P90. No, it's underselling it. It's a flipping insane P90 is what it is. <laughs> um, Let's clickbait. <laughs> you'll see it in a, in a few, I'd say in about seven days if I get my editing, if my kids actually manage to go back to kindergarten at some point. Um, yeah. yeah, I can uh, I can get this edited. Um, Pickup-wise, uh, I guess I was going to change the pickups in my Maybach Leicester. Okay. But then found a series of pedals that, uh, and I released a video today with it, um, found a series of pedals that made the guitar sing. And I realized that I was just adding too much gain via pedals uh, and wasn't letting this this Maybach Leicester really be heard. I was hiding it behind gain. Um, so that's frustrating because I was looking forward to changing the pickups in that <laughs> to, uh, to have some, you know, some new, new fun. So... I've accidentally solved a problem, which has made my my life dip more less interesting. Uh, oh, yeah. the jet guitars that I have. Uh, I'm putting some some medium priced pickups in there from Iron Gear. Um, mm -hmm. Iron Gear makes some of the, in my opinion, best uh, insanely low priced competitive pickups. Um, yeah, they're really good. So I'm going to be putting some some kind of uh, I haven't decided which ones yet, but maybe the what are they called I can't remember, but they're kind of hot pickups, hot humbuckers for a HH uh, jet jet guitars guitar. All right, and yes, Crane, the G Lab pedal that I released today, the video that went out just before the podcast, um, that's one of the pedals that made this my back sing. And maybe there's a video there, you know. Don't change your pickups yet. Buy more pedals. Yay! <laughs> yeah. The Sinner's Dwarf yeah, says I don't know, he, got, he got a guitar for sale on eBay with 22 watchers, a vintage Kramer. Had no offers yet. Uh, I've sent out offers at 135 pounds off the price, had no bites or counter offers. I'm thinking it might be due to UK lockdown. That's a good point. At the moment, you know, UK is pretty much locked down when it comes to, to shipment, too. You know, customs there are completely, uh, yeah, overflowed by stuff. They got to check, and uh, yeah, it's it's very slow. Let's put it that way. So I would I wouldn't assume the market to to get a lot of uh, merchandise very quickly. So that could also be a, a point where actually I would assume the guitars would sell like second market guitars would sell quicker or at higher prices. But if you say you're not selling your vintage Kramer, oh, huh, sounds. So it's kind of weird, but you know, we've got a factor in other economic uh, conditions too. You know, people might be afraid what's going on now with, uh, with the whole uh, economy. What's the, the COVID situation? Mm -hmm. Am I keeping my job? Is there, is there that, that kind of uncertainty in my life? Yeah. Why well, I don't want to spend a lot of money with, on my hobby, you know, because I can eat guitars. I tried several times, but yeah, not working. So yeah, I mean it's 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 super complex, and uh, I th I know that the topic was a little bit uh, clickbaity, you know, sell your gear now. But still, I'm a hundred percent convinced that if you have something laying around somewhere, get rid of it now. I'm seeing that now at the moment being being on the move, it it frees it frees your mind and uh, it adds some 
some bucks to your wallet so you can spend that money for beautiful things, other gear or I don't know, ice cream, <laughs> Lego. <laughs> I digress. Oh man. <laughs> I'm going to digress further. My girlfriend is on a, uh, a Bassish diet. Uh-huh. Okay. So for for Lent, she's she's not eating any good stuff. She's just eating like vegetables and clean food to clean oneself. And therefore I'm also half fifty fifty in that. And I'd I'd probably swap a guitar for a pot of ice cream at the moment. I'm, I'm so <laughs> so and, Guys in the chat, and I'm lactose intolerant as well. <laughs> I'd have to swap it for a guitar, but you also have to send me some lactase pills so that I don't blow up afterwards. Oh, man, if someone were to tempt me with some mint chalky chip right now, I I don't know. I'm not saying I'd say take anything you want, but I'd be sorely tempted. Give you a, <laughs> oh, certainly boy. a good discount. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Well, well. I just feel so bored. So bored with, with eating. This is... Welcome to Andy's personal problems. I'm so bored by not eating food. Yeah. Well, you can do videos, <laughs> shoot videos instead and earn some money and then you can shoot buy videos, as much yeah. ice cream as you want. Yeah. <laughs> yes. After, after Easter, apparently. Um, yeah. Oh, All right. well, until I Easter came at this holidays. Wow. Yeah, until Easter. And thank you, by the way, to Fergie in France. It is the Steam Hammer pickups that I'll be putting in this guitar. Uh, and they are based on uh, some hot pickups that I can't remember what they are either. So yeah, great information. Great, um, great information for me this week. I've no idea what's going on. I'm off my game. I feel it. I apologize. Um, I came at this subject from a totally different side. I, I thought you were saying like, um, sell your gear now because in six months, nobody's going to be buying. So that's, that's, you know, cause money is, might be even more scarce. But uh, Oscar point, yeah, yeah. I, We're talking inflation. Whichever way and... it is, I absolutely, yeah. Whichever way it is, I absolutely support sell things you do not need right now. Yep. However, if anyone's made it this far, and we've got sixty-five people watching now into the live podcast, because it's going to be irrelevant after tomorrow, I'm going to give you a little secret that I didn't want to share with anyone, but because you know we're this far in, I can. Tomorrow, and there's a 10th, and the day after, the 11th of March, 2021, is a guitar auction on guitarauction.co.uk. Maybe it's hyphenated as well. And there are some amazing pieces on there. Dan's already gone. He's there Googling, tip-tap-tapping around his keyboard. It's Gardener <laughs> Holgate, and there are some... Because money, because I believe money is tight, um, I think there might be some guitars and pedals and amps that go tomorrow and the following day, so the 10th and the 11th, for far less than I believe they are worth. All right. And I'm so already regretting saying this because, yeah. There is, for All example, right. a Jagstang on there because I sold my Jagstang not long ago and I regret selling it and want another one. And this one that's for sale on there, or for auction, I should say, is in much better condition than the one I than I bought. Wow! I might yeah, be live I'm, I'm streaming tomorrow, watching the auction. I may be. 
Dan's gone. We've lost Dan, everybody. Dan has suddenly opened his investor eyes and is looking at stuff. Um, but there's a few, there's a few <laughs> guitars under there that are very, very nice. Um, so yeah, I, I, as you as you guys are, are, have joined us all the way to the end of this or near the end of this podcast, um, I believe you deserve a little tip, and that is in the UK. And they do ship, but you have to cover your own shipping. Watch out for the final fees because you do have to add 20% on top of that for tax. Mm-hmm. Um, but the people that run it um, are very, very cool people. The guy that's in charge of the guitars, Luke, absolutely knows what he's talking about. I've chatted with him before. Um, and now we've lost Tom Quayle as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy can you can you, can you maybe post a link because uh, I'm not sure if anyone is aware of Gardner Holgate they are auctioneers I don't want to I, 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 already ha- I already hate myself for giving the information verbally I don't want to give it via a link as well <laughs> guitar <laughs> or, it's, it's our auctions it's like, yeah this is how much I I, I tolerate you lot <laughs> Oh, lost it. Um, In fact, what I can do even is I can, we can have a look at it live now if you want. Do you want to have a look at that? Can we do that? We can, we can do that. If if you, if you, um, uh, but they posted stuff on Instagram too. Bear with me for a second. Yeah, I I follow them and I, I like daily. If you look over their Instagram, it's just me going, I love it. When's the sale? <laughs> um, so I'm going to add something and um, browser. I don't know if this is going to work, but um, as we've come this far, let's, let's you, have a are look. You, are, you browsing, so, uh, are, you, are you bidding on the late 90s Kurt Cobain jacks thing? I am not currently bidding. I did bid. I did bid. Uh, I don't know why that's gone all see-through. Maybe that didn't work. Uh, oh. Um, how can I do this without giving away all my personal information? <laughs> uh, and Tom Quayle, Tom Quayle, I will outbid you on that Jay Tursa shark. That's the one I'm looking at. Um, I want to say rude words to you right now, Mr. Quayle, because I really, really want that. And I'm now absolutely regretting posting this. I'll put it in the chat. There, there's a website. It's now officially in the chat. <laughs> why is it why is the J Tursa shark the most popular in the chat this is ridiculous <laughs> um, I, why can't I share this on my come on do that and then background color to reduce that this might work it might not oh I think it worked uh-huh. and if I click if I click interact, it might let me, um, there we go. All right. So I'm covering up Dan and I at the moment, but look at these guitars. Uh, Epiphone 1962, um, 1962 National Westwood, a Telecaster electric guitar, circa 1963-1964, estimate four to six thousand pounds, which I think is a good deal. I would uh-huh. expect to pay more for that. Um, let's have a look down. Where's that Jagstang? There's the Jagstang. Estimated 400 to 600 pounds. That is going to go for more than that. If it doesn't, 
then someone's got an absolute steal. And it's currently at... I've got Windy Pops, excuse me. Ah, oh, it's, it's not telling me what it's currently at. All right, well, that's interesting. Um, uh, some, some of these options... Not, could that be? Or what's, what's the reason it's not showing you... They're, they're definitely live, but uh, you have to be in a different part of the website. You have to be in a part where you um, where you can actually bid on it. And I'm not going to make it too easy for the people watching this. Or the Tom Quails. I really hate myself for, for the Tom <laughs> Quails in this world. <laughs> um, where was that something else? I've got a watch list somewhere. I'm not sharing that with you lot. <laughs> oh, 9087. What? What? PRS 9087. There we go. A PRS. Holy smokes. 1,000, like, 1,500. That's, that's worth more than that. Yeah. Three or four times more. Um, there's the Jay Tursa shark. This is the one that I'm going to beat Tom Quail to death with. Um, <laughs> look at that. If you do not want that, there's something wrong with you. Estimated 200 to 300 pounds. I can't spend 300 on that, Tom, just so you know. But if it goes anywhere for less than three, 250 Tom, I, I've got a suggestion for Tom. Tom, listen to me dearly now, Tom. As a friend, from me to you, what you need to do right now is get very, very drunk. <laughs> so drunk that you might even have a slight hangover in the morning. In fact, you should all go and get drunk and do things that you'll regret in the morning so that when you wake up, you can't possibly get out of bed till at least Friday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, I know this has turned into my own personal um, guitar browsing from guitar auctions. And uh, I was going to negotiate promoting the thing. We've just done it for free. Never mind. Um <laughs> <laughs> but there's, what I'm saying is there's a lot of guitars on here look a 1970s Columbus Hummingbird guitar made in Japan estimate 80 to 120 pounds okay. I know that's not a knockout guitar but I believe that is worth more than 80 pounds yeah for sure alright well I think yeah, we're so going to an end pretty soon because I got to check my bank account and maybe browse a little bit on that website <laughs> to outbid tomorrow some people. <laughs> I'm warning you now, if I lose that J Tursa shark to any of you, I am banning you from the channel. And Daniel, that includes you, sir. I might be solo podcasting next week. So we made it to episode 30 as friends. <laughs> episode 31. Enemies. Enemy guitar story enemies. Well, the, oh, Tom Quayle's already there. Brilliant. Drink more, Tom. Bottoms up, sir. Um, I, do, I do hope, actually, that one of you does buy it, because then it means I don't have to, and you can just share the joy of owning a shark-shaped guitar that, I, that I, I want. If you let me buy it, I'll gift it to Ryan Burke. How's that? I will send it to Ryan Burke gift in the USA with my own money that I right I'm, I'm ending the podcast so people can't show, share more information yep, Tom yep. stop looking at the website everybody <laughs> ignore it and don't, don't release this podcast till at least next week or next month um, 
There's about five people want to buy the shark. What have I done? All right. Um, thank you for the conversation, Dan. I've been no, off my game. You. I apologize, apologize for that. Um, and I, I, I hope that uh, everybody had a wonderful time. Thank you for watching. I hope you're listening in the future. And one of us now owns a Jay Tursa shark-shaped guitar. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you yeah. all um when you all need to sell it i will buy it off you for half price next 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 moon awesome if any one of you right. guys uh, is successful uh, tomorrow in tomorrow's auction tag us on instagram show us what you bought and then next week we're going to do a recap how does that sound yes yes <laughs> yes <laughs> Yes. Someone buy everything from there so I don't have to. <laughs> All right, gents. I can't believe it. We made it to episode 30. Um, if you haven't so far, uh, leave a rating on iTunes because that will help us to gain some visibility. Uh, subscribe to Andy's channel. I think all of you already have. Uh, like us on Instagram. Tag us when you buy something. And apart from that, be nice and kind to everyone. Thanks so much for listening and talk to you next week, right? Yeah, I've, I've got to go and pierce some snow. So uh, it's off. Uh, I've stolen <laughs> your catchphrase. All right, everybody. Um, I, I believe that the guitar auction is now cancelled. So there is no reason to wake up tomorrow. <laughs> I will see you very soon. <laughs> Bye.